Hello and welcome to another episode of NICE Talks. I'm Phil Ranson, member of NICE's media team, and in this episode we're going to be talking about our recently launched consultation on NICE's review of its methods and processes for health technology evaluation. We'll be talking to NICE Deputy Chief Executive and Director of the Centre of Health Technology Evaluation Mind at Boyson, and Victoria Barrett, Head of Health Technology Assessment and Market Access at the Association of the British Pharmaceutical Industry. Consultation is a result of two years of work, and it's now the chance for NICE's stakeholders to have their say on what we propose to change. So my first question is to Mindert. Mindert, why does NICE need to make changes to its methods and processes for evaluating medicines, devices and diagnostics? As we all know and, and recognize, NICE plays an absolutely critical role in the healthcare system, making sure that patients have access to innovative treatments, uh, be it medical devices, uh, digital technologies, medicines, diagnostics. And our work, therefore, is critical in ensuring that patients get access to those technologies, but also that the NHS and the life sciences industry get benefit from those technologies in, in many ways. The reasons for for doing these methods and process review at this time are multitude. First, of course, we have to provide a very clear framework for our committees to deal with challenging topics. Uh, we've, we've learned over the years that our committees work best if there's a clear framework. Two is we have to be able to respond to the new technologies that come to the market. And there's so many of them, be it in pharmaceuticals, think about cell and gene therapies, but in medtech, it can be combinations of medical devices with drugs and diagnostics and, of course, digital technologies that are so clearly important after the COVID pandemic. The third reason is that there's a real change in the regulatory landscape that we need to connect to. So we need to be much more agile and responsive to what is happening with the MHRA, the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Authority. And fourthly, for the UK as a country, and it's important to support the attractiveness of our market for life sciences companies. And what we're providing in, in this consultation very much supports, we hope, life sciences companies to invest in the UK. And I would say, therefore, that this consultation, and remember, this is a consultation, we're very keen to hear from all that are participating to see whether our proposals really succeed in those ambitions that we've laid out. So, Victoria, what does industry make of these um, proposed changes? Are they supportive? So it's quite a broad question because there's so many proposals for change across both methods and processes. And being a nice consultation, of course, there's a lot of detail in it. So industry and I hope other stakeholders too will now be closely reviewing all of the proposals in order to respond to the consultation. But in answer to your question, yeah, I think the industry will be broadly supportive and see the package of proposals taken in the round as a good step in the right direction. Things like evolving the end of life modifier into a broader severity modifier and accepting more uncertainty when there's legitimate difficulties in generating the evidence base. They're really important changes that will help support access to new medicines if they're implemented with the right level of ambition. One of the industry's priorities is to ensure the benefits their medicines provide are appropriately valued. Many medicines offer longer term benefits and to value these, the appropriate discount rate has to be applied. NICE has highlighted in the consultation that there's wider system challenges to changing the discount rate, but we hope these can be overcome in further dialogue with system partners, looking again at the affordability mechanisms that are already in place. So particularly things like the voluntary scheme, which caps the amount the NHS spends on branded medicines. This will really help ensure patients can access innovative medicines like cell and gene therapies. 
given the huge amount of work that's gone into the review over the last two years by NICE and by many others who have input too, I know the industry remains hopeful that an ambitious set of changes will be taken forwards so the final output goes as far as it can to make a real difference for patients. Thanks, Victoria. Over to you again, Minder. What do you think will be the most important benefits of these proposals for patients? Overall, our goal is to ensure that patients have access to new health technologies in the NHS and in the social care systems. And we do that by supporting equitable access for people in the greatest need and secure good value. These proposals should provide earlier access to new and innovative treatments, more equitable access to treatments for severe diseases in particular, as uh, Victoria already referred to, we're proposing to move from a concentration on cancer to much more a broader concept of severe disease, which will include still the, the end-of-life cancer drugs. A greater emphasis on user experience, so using real-world evidence, a much more comprehensive evidence base will allow patients to influence the, the value that we attribute to new technologies. We also want to make sure that patients that are using medical technologies, so medical devices, diagnostics and digital, are finding a place at NICE for their value assessments that is in a way leveling up between medtech and pharmaceuticals. And finally, a more predictable system for patients to understand how they can attribute and contribute to work we do. So those are the benefits we see for patients. And in particular, when we think about those new severe diseases or the severe diseases we're looking at, we think about children, uh, rare diseases, and specifically around epilepsy and multiple sclerosis, where we think there might be gains to be made. Thanks, Minder. And Victoria, if I made the same question to you, what do you think will be the most important benefits of these proposals for patients? Yeah, thanks. I think Minder's covered this one really well already and echo a lot of what he's just said. I mean, ultimately, the biggest benefit is to enable patients to have access to the most effective new treatments as quickly as possible. And many of the proposals will help to do this. I'm really fortunate in my role that I get to interact with a lot of different people and hear their views and experiences. And throughout this whole methods and process review, I've heard a lot about how much opportunity these proposals for change can have for patients. We need an evaluation framework that is robust, transparent, and sufficiently considers what matters to patients and the impact their disease has on their life. As Minder mentioned, I also think that replacing the end of life modifier with a new severity one can help patients with a wider range of debilitating diseases get faster access to effective treatments. I believe having a more sophisticated approach to characterising and managing uncertainty will also really help benefit patients, especially those with a rare disease. I'd also say that improving the process through which patients can take part in appraisals and being clearer about how their input is used in decision making remains really critical. Thanks, Victoria. So, Minder, over to you again. We, we've heard a lot recently about various initiatives like the Innovative Medicines Fund and the Innovative Licensing and Access Pathway. They all aim to speed up access to, to innovative new treatments. How does what NICE is proposing today complement those initiatives or add anything meaningful to them? Very important question. Of course, the life sciences vision that recently was published underscores NICE's commitment to play its part in providing companies with a simplified and bespoke journey from regulatory approval to NICE evaluation. And we do that through discussions with NHS England and others on access and uptake. These proposals, and they're specifically targeted to addressing uncertainty, having early conversations with companies 
and with other stakeholders in the system, as is done in the Innovative Licensing and Access Pathway and in the Cancer Drugs Fund and the Innovative Medicines Fund. That's where we're focusing our proposals to have a, a conversation that is substantial and supportive of developing a value proposition by companies together with patients and the NHS. And that would should make the UK the best place in the world to discover, develop, test, trial, launch and adopt new technologies as the life sciences vision says. I should also say we've learned a lot from COVID in that respect and the rapid C19 work we've been doing, which is about collaboration early and shaping the value that new technologies bring to patients. So I would say what we're proposing and the clarity, the, the, the transparency with which we think our methods will need to be implemented, uh, as well as targeting specifically to those conditions that create the greatest benefit and a process, a set of process proposals that clearly target to early work with our various stakeholders will bring a lot of benefits. And that's how you could see this as a package of our methods and process together with all the other initiatives to support patients in, in access to new technologies. Victoria, a final question for you. Do you think these proposals demonstrate that NICE is supporting the life sciences vision of making the UK a more attractive place for life sciences companies to succeed and grow? We all share the ambition to make the UK one of the best places in the world for life sciences. And certainly as the ABPI, we're working with our members towards this. We've talked a lot about the new life sciences vision that was recently launched by the Prime Minister and the commitments that it sets out, which include the need for NICE to deliver an ambitious methods review. NICE's methods are looked at internationally, including across the global life sciences industry, which means how well and comprehensively the methods value medicines is ultimately a barometer of how receptive the country is to supporting and adopting healthcare innovation. I think the proposals demonstrate NICE is on a journey to ensuring the methods and processes it uses are cutting edge, with some areas flagged where there's more work to do beyond this consultation. As part of this journey, I think it's really great that NICE has decided to take a more modular approach to reviewing and updating its methods and processes moving forwards. Thank you. And final question for you, Minder. Some people might think that these changes don't go far enough. What would you say to that? We all recognise that this review is not starting with a blank sheet of paper. It is an incremental development of our existing world-class approach to evaluating new technologies. And if you know that we already recommend about 80% of the technologies we look at, then that's already a great achievement. But the question I think we try to answer in this methods review, but also in our process proposals, are, are we recommending the right technologies for the right patients at the right time? And I think our proposals clearly indicate that there are different ways of thinking about that. And we want this consultation to really make people think about whether we have got that right and whether we need to change. And we believe we've gone as far as we can with these proposals, which of course aim to improve the health of people using the NHS and social care systems. But we recognize we have to do that within constraints that are there within the system already. And we recognize that further conversations need to be had, and we're very supportive of those. We also recognize that the evidence we've been looking at, which supported much of what we've been doing, isn't always giving us the final answer. So we need to do more work. And for example, we're signaling specifically around the, the modifiers and the weighting, the need for us to do more research in that area. And I hope people support that. 
And finally, as uh, Victoria just mentioned, we'll be looking at our methods in a much more modular way over the next years. And we won't be doing these big reviews. We need to make sure that we connect close to where those innovations in health technologies, in new ways of societal thinking, in, in how the NHS is responding to big events like the COVID pandemic, how we can adjust our methods and processes to those events. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nice Talks. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to click subscribe to keep up to date with our monthly podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram with the handle at NiceComs. Thanks for joining us. And please do have a look at the material for the methods and process review on the NICE website. Until next time. <laughs>